0: Hello Illinois sports fans, welcome to the second episode of the State of Isle Sports Podcast. It was fun recording the first episode and since last week we made a lot of changes. We've added transcripts and we've connected to Spotify. You can now subscribe to us on Substack, Apple, or Spotify. Today we'll start with this week's best bets, talk a little bit on our betting philosophy, and then jump into two stories from the world of sports this past week. Targeting in college football and the frozen frenzy on ESPN for hockey. Let's jump in. Starting with best bets, a quick recap of our first picks from last week. For college football, our picks went 2-0, a return of 115 units, assuming a 100-unit bet on each uh, individual pick. Our NFL picks more than offset any college football gains, but it's more fun to start with positives. For college football this week, we like UNC over Georgia Tech. UNC is coming off a loss to Virginia, and normally we don't like picking an away team for college sports. But I think being on the road is exactly what this UNC team needs. 100 unit bet would pay out 124 units, and our confidence meter on this one's 8.3 out of 10. Moving on to the NFL, where we lost our pick last week, we're going to stick away from prop bets for now. We're going to go with the Lions over the Titans, or Raiders, apologies. Uh, Las Vegas should get their quarterback back for Monday Night Football, but we think the Lions are a good football team. What do good teams do after they get embarrassed? They don't let it happen again. A 100-unit bet would pay 126 units, and our confidence meter on this one 7.9 out of 10. As always, please wager your That's all for best bets today, but we'd like to start sharing our betting philosophy. Our core tenet is pretty simple. If I want to watch a game, I probably shouldn't bet on it. There are two main reasons why people want to watch a game. Number one, you're a fan of one of the teams, or number two, you expect a good game. If you're a fan, it can be very difficult to be objective. There's nothing wrong with putting a small wager on a game that you're a fan of just to have something on the line. But if you're really trying to win money, why bother placing a wager when you know you're biased? For number two, you expect a good game. That means it's likely difficult to predict. Again, if you're trying to profit off of that, it's it's probably better to stick to easier games. That's all for our philosophy today. We'll just be adding little nuggets on philosophy for the next couple of podcast episodes. Instead of previews like I alluded to in our Monday newsletter, I think it'd be more fun to talk about big recent stories tied to Illinois sports. The first one that comes to mind for this week is targeting and college football. Why is it relevant? Well, first of all, it's college football season. The targeting always seems to be a topic of conversation. Um, but specifically for Illinois sports this past week, the best college football player in the state of Illinois was ejected from a game against Wisconsin for targeting. The foul actually began in 2008 as a 15-yard penalty. It wasn't until 2013 where it took its more familiar form. In 2013, the ejection rule was added. Any targeting foul would result in automatic disqualification from the rest of the game. and a second half, a targeting results in a first-half suspension from the subsequent game. If a targeting foul occurs in the second half of the final game of the season, the player will actually be suspended for the first half of the first game of the next season. More recently, replay review is added with targeting. Replay for targeting is unlike other penalties or unlike other reviews where the call on the field is the presumption. For targeting, the presumption in the review is that targeting didn't occur and there has to be irrefutable evidence that targeting did occur for the foul to be upheld. And that's a step in the right direction because of the consequences of the call. That said, it's certainly not perfect. Case in point is the Johnny Newton play against Wisconsin. For those who didn't see, Johnny Newton's a defensive lineman, and he made a really good pass rush move to get to Wisconsin's quarterback, Braden Locke. He forced a fumble on the play, um, but there was a holding on the defense, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Uh, But the problem with the Johnny Newton play is that he hit Wisconsin's quarterback up high and was called for targeting. By the letter of the law, targeting was the right call, but does Newton really need to be ejected from that game for that play? He's a big dude coming off a pass rush. He's got a margin of maybe half a second to make a play. It wasn't a malicious hit. That's my problem with targeting. We don't even try to factor in intent. The best analogy I've seen comes from baseball. I forgot where I saw this first, so I apologize for not giving credit, but I think it's a really good analogy. Every hit-by-pitch results in the batter being able to take first base, and I think that's a logical thing. Getting hit by a pitch is completely unavoidable in baseball just due to the nature of the game, but we need some deterrent to try to take the play away from the game. Not every hit-by-pitch results in ejection, though. Umpires have discretion, and that's a good thing. There's a huge difference between a 77-mile-an-hour curveball that just never breaks and a 98-mile-an-hour high and tight fastball in a heated game. Do you want to get it right 100% of the time? No, but they get it right most of the time. I'd like to see something like that in college football, Uh, especially if the ejection, suspension aspect of targeting uh, stays in play. One last quick note, and we'll send you on your way for today. Did any of you get to catch ESPN's Frozen Frenzy Tuesday? It was essentially NFL Red Zone, but for hockey. You toss out the Blackhawks getting demolished by the Bruins, it was awesome. I really hope they keep that format often. It's good for the game of hockey. That's all for today. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you don't already subscribe on Substack. You can also subscribe to our newsletter, which can be found in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back Sunday with our first ever profile, an in depth piece on Devin Witherspoon. You won't want to miss it. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.